Oh my goodness, look at us. We are finally back. Oh, Marvel is here. Nadia Moham here. <laughs> and this is an episode of We Everywhere, baby! That you probably didn't even think you were ever going to get again. <laughs> Did you guys think we gave up? Because you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Absolutely. We're back. <laughs> oh my goodness it feels uh really good to be doing these again um for everybody that has hit us up on this small hiatus that we took um begrudgingly i should say but thank you so much for your support and now we can go ahead and get back into these sh- shows without uh without missing one yeah in quite some time i hope yeah everyone was really nice about it i got a lot of dms being like you know mental health is important and take your time and you know whatever it is you're going through i hope you're okay you know all that all those kind of really nice messages so that is very much appreciated from you guys um you know because we just like are is anyone still listening (laughs) is anyone out there (laughs) (laughs) to be fair that's what i'm always thinking i always think that too you know at least it was a little bit better to swallow but (laughs) It's been difficult trying to get these things going again because it's kind of like when you don't talk to a friend and then mm-hmm. and then it takes you a while and then now you start feeling bad because you yeah. haven't talked to them yep. or anything like that. So it's like that. It's like, well, what what do we explain? What do we not? Yeah. Do we just jump back into it and act like nothing happened? Or, you know, do we just kind of really go into it and let everybody know, you know, why their favorite show that they... <laughs> listen to every week was <laughs> was no longer available what are they doing over there <laughs> well you know if i'm gonna stay true to myself um i'm a share um and you know i just think it's important for me as a person to honor that about myself i i always feel like you know i share what i feel like i want to share what i think is important to share I'm usually an open book. And right. so, um, yeah, I mean, basically what had happened to us and why we took a hiatus, um, Omar and I found out in, now I'm like blanking. I'm I'm already, look at me, my trauma response. I'm already deleting this, all of this from my memory banks. I'm like, well, that didn't happen. Delete, delete, delete. It was, it was like, it was. <laughs> That's terrible. No, it was, it was in October. Yeah. It was mid-October. So Omar and I found out in October that we were expecting that we were pregnant. Um, and we, I, so, okay. I was feeling a little off, nothing too crazy out of the norm. I kind of just wasn't really feeling well. And I thought, okay, maybe I got COVID again. So on that day I went and took a pregnancy test, I'm sorry, I went and took a COVID test and then mm-hmm. I decided, you know what, maybe I should just do a pregnancy test because I'm like thinking, wait a minute, am I supposed to have my period right now? I don't know, maybe, <laughs> like I'm really bad at tracking it. I have a little like um, flow app, but if you don't record it, it doesn't help you out. <laughs> like you have to actually go right. in and record it. So right, the, app, always... the app doesn't do it yeah. all for, for you? <laughs> okay, good to know. Exactly. So I'm not always the best at doing that. Um, and I had forgotten to log my last one. So I was kind of like, you know, I think I'm supposed to be on it right now or something like that. So went to the store, grabbed a pregnancy test um, and came home, took it, went to the bathroom and took it. You heard me. <laughs> you heard me set a timer while I'm in there for like uh, 15 minutes or something like that. Yeah, It was something like that where I was like, what? What is she doing in there? Yeah. <laughs> Who goes into the bathroom and then just starts like setting timers? So I was like, what the fuck? What is she doing? <laughs> so you kind of had an inkling of what was happening, I'm sure. No, I had absolutely no idea. I didn't know why you were setting a timer. Oh, you didn't? It, just, it just sounded so weird because um, we have a, a bathroom on the first floor of our condo that is kind of right off of the living room. So it, it has a pocket door. So it's not, you know, very thick. <laughs> so you can hear when someone's talking or something on there, you know, or farting <laughs> <laughs> if it's loud enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so he heard me or whatever, and then took the test. 
the line was very faint and but but it was there but it was faint and I've taken so many pregnant tests in my lifetime because I'm just that person that's like, it's happened. It's happened. It's finally happened. I'm doomed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you. So, uh, I was like, huh, that looks a little different than from before. Let me take another one. Cause I bought the two pack, you know, mm-hmm. I was going to be real cheap and just buy the one. And then I was like, you know what? I think it's always good to have a backup one just in case <laughs> it's one of them misreads or something. So I bought the two pack took it again the line was faint again and i think that's when i showed you and you were like no it's there and i was like no i just like refused yeah. to believe it you were showing it to me you're like do, do you think that's i was like well i mean if the option is line or no line <laughs> the fact i don't care how how light it is there, there's a fucking line there <laughs> I, was, I didn't believe it <laughs> so i go back to the store and this time I go not to the drugstore, but to the actual grocery store. And I can't find the, the pregnancy test anywhere. So I go to the the register and I tell the lady, you know, I'm like, do you guys carry pregnancy tests here? And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're over there in the... Fr- or no, she, I go, do you guys... <laughs> They're in the frozen... Yeah, they were in the... <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you. I'm sorry. You know when you look at somebody's face and you you kind of feel like you know what they're gonna say because the way their lips. I'm all. F- it looked like you were gonna say yeah. frozen food. They're in the frozen <laughs> food section. Oh, okay, great. No, sorry. the front area, like where they got the Tide Pods locked up, still. <laughs> oh shit. So um. You know, I'm like trying to be discreet about it because it's so funny. Like I don't know why I was like embarrassed. Like I was there to buy condoms or something. And I was like, you know, you got any pregnancy tests? <laughs> <laughs> what do you need? Pregnancy tests. <laughs> Hi. I'm oh. a woman with very loose morals. <laughs> <laughs> like what a stupid thing to be embarrassed about. So then she calls the girl. She's like, hey, whatever her name is, Monica, can you go get me some pregnancy tests? And I'm like, she's like From screaming the the it. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like all embarrassed. So then, and I, and then I went with the intent to get the digital one. And I was like, if I'm going to take another test, I need this shit to be digital. I need to, it to spell out the words pregnant on there. Like I need to see it because right. I can't believe this right now. So I get the digital ones. I get two. come back home. I have to pee like a racehorse. I go to the bathroom. I pee on the stick so hard that it misreads it's like showing me a little book and i'm like yeah. what the hell does this mean a book what <laughs> it was like telling you to to just read the manual because you had broken it yeah to read the manual it's like what does the book mean <laughs> but by this time i was already like oh, you're just taking extra tests for nothing like the other one already told us yes so you show me that you're like what do you think this means <laughs> and i was like i think it's telling you to get a baby book because you're pregnant like you don't need to take any more of these i hate you so you know then i like barely squeeze out a couple more drops of pee because i already you know unloaded it all already so the last stick barely had anything left finally get that one done and sure enough it says pregnant and i was just in a state of shock like i couldn't even feel anything i wasn't like sad happy angry nothing like i was just like what are you what no what <laughs> like, it was just such a shocking thing i wasn't expecting it although we weren't really doing anything to prevent it so it can't be that shocking right but, but still. still so it was an oh shit kind of moment and then and then finally you looked at me and you were like it's gonna be fine we're gonna be good like you remember you telling me <laughs> Well, we haven't done this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were like, what do you think? I was like, I was I like mean, what do we do? I think it's something new. Like, let's let's go. Let's see what's yeah, up. Yeah, you know, because when it's not planned and we hadn't gotten married yet, not that to me that doesn't really matter, but, you know, we were just trying to do things in the quote-unquote order that you think that you're supposed to do or whatever. So um, that was you know, good news. We were happy. We shared it with our families. We were slowly starting to tell people. Um, We told our closest friends. Yeah, because you, you, um, apparently the reason that the first two tests were so barely, 
you know, uh, readable is because of how early you were. Right. It was so early on. I found out when I was four weeks pregnant, which is like super rare. But I will tell you, with that being said, that just shows you how fucked up these laws are in Texas and wherever else in the Midwest that's not allowing women to have abortions by like six weeks. It's like if hardly any women find out at four weeks, like it's really rare to find out that early. Right. And that's only a two week window to like find out and make a huge life decision. Absolutely. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it just frustrates me to, to no end. But anyways, um, we were really happy. Yeah. We found out really early. So it felt like we knew for a really long time on top of that. Cause yeah. we found out so early. Um, and then we, you know, we got these really fun scratchers I found on Amazon and we surprised both of our parents and they were completely shocked. And it was just a really joyous, happy occasion. Um, and then of course, I'm sure you guys are already figuring out where this is leading to. Um, on December 1st, we unfortunately miscarried and that was, I was 11 and a half weeks pregnant they tell you that once you get to the 12 week mark, you know, once you're three months in your first trimester is over, that's the hardest, most um, critical time really. And once you're out of the gate with that, you feel like, okay, we're good to go. We made it through the first trimester. Like this is good. It's viable. Let's go. Um, So we were almost there and we were like, weeks away from announcing it on Instagram and it just, you know, we got just felt like the rug got pulled out from underneath us. And it was just single-handedly one of the most hardest things, hardest experiences that I've personally ever gone through. Um, And it really put me in a bad space mentally, physically, everything for, I mean, it's been a good solid month now. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, trying my best to heal and, and move forward. And I've accepted it. it. It's all these things that, you know, your mind tells you, you know, and that you know, okay, it wasn't a viable pregnancy. It wasn't meant to be. All these people tell you all these things. Oh, it was God's plan or whatever that they feel like they want to tell you to comfort you and reassure you that it's okay. But in the end, none of it matters because you feel what you feel and you can't turn your feelings off. Like that is just something that you have to process on your own, in your own time. And as we know, grief comes in waves, healing comes in waves and and you got to go with it. So it's just been, there's been a lot of takeaways from this experience. Um, One of them is, is the fact that you know, you hear all the time how common miscarriages are. We know that. I, I've known women to have them. I've talked to friends that have them. What's interesting is that I feel like once you have one and you talk about it, it's like people come out of the woodwork of like, oh, we had one too. Oh, we've had three. Oh, you know, it, it's just crazy the amount of women and couples that have experienced such a tragic loss and they're just going about living their daily lives. I mean, we have to, but it's trauma. We're carrying this trauma with us. That is, is just, I think until you go through it, you just don't, you can't understand it. You can't relate to it. You can empathize with it, but it doesn't hit home until you've really gone through it. And it, it just, that was something that was just really stood out to me. That was like, wow, all these women walking around with, these miscarriages of like loss that it just, I don't know. It just really kind of blows my mind that we, we just, it's just a part of life. We just got to go through it. And it it's just a really unfortunate, really difficult thing to go through. Yeah. And I mean, at least from my side, you know, which would be like the other half of, of this team, it's it's weird because I don't know anything about you know pregnancy. Obviously, you know what I mean. I don't 
it's like never had like studied what to do or anything, you know, when you're, you know, your wife is pregnant or whatever. But it's, I'm, I was aware that that first month or whatever is, is the time where they always say, don't tell anybody. Right. Don't this and that, don't this and that. So we were cautious, conscious, conscious of that. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not telling anybody. I didn't tell any anybody. People kind of figured it out from little things like, you know, we went out to to get some dinner and then they were like, you're not drinking? And it was like, uh, uh. And we didn't know how to play it off. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh. It was I, like, okay. I'm a hard one to be like, they're like All why right. aren't you drinking? Yeah. <laughs> Something's wrong. They're like, wait a minute. You guys came out here to party and you're not, you're not going to drink. <laughs> um, so it was like, okay. So even though, let's say from October to December... Sometimes in when you look back, it's not that much time. Mm-hmm. It felt just, it felt interminable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? From first it was the, okay, I have this information, but I can't share it with anyone because mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. But at the same time, I want to kind of start preparing mm-hmm. for what I'm supposed to be dealing with. Mm-hmm. And there's people, people at work or stuff like that who, who have recently had uh, babies. So I'm like, well, they're the ones I should be like talking, talking to, to yeah. right now. So now I'm creating this like bullshit reason to talk to them about <laughs> it. Like, you know, yeah. but when in fact it's me trying to gather some kind of information without letting them know. Cause I, you know, it, it just, it was just weird like that. Why so, is Omar suddenly interested in babies? Yeah, for sure. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, who the hell? Like, he doesn't Omar? even like babies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I'm like, shit, I'm, now I'm pretending to care about somebody else's baby, like <laughs> you know what I mean, so just so much. that I could get information about what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Not pretending to care. No, so, it's, <laughs> so it, it it just that kind of stuff really starts draining on you. Like, well, I want to tell my parents, so we want to tell her parents. You know, we want to share this information because we're not sad about it. Like we're happy. We're you know, it, it's hey, this is a new step in in a new advancement in our life. So let's let's get as many people as we can in on this joy or whatever. But I'm like, okay, can't tell anyone until then. Then we finally like mid November, we're like, okay, you know what I mean? We can, we're, we're feeling a little bit more confident with it. I still haven't told anyone at work. I don't want to tell anyone at work, you know, just leaving it alone. But they end up scheduling some mandatory meeting to go to. Mm-hmm. So I have to tell, now I have to tell my boss, I can't go. Well, it was a doctor's appointment. On to, to this, yeah. you know, meeting because I have to go, you know, with Nadia to the doctor. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could have just said doctor's appointment, but I, I knew that because of how mandatory, <laughs> this is the only word I can really think of, like, you know, that meeting is, you know, it's mm-hmm. a company-wide situation. People fly in from other parts of the country for this. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I have to be there. So I had to spill the beans to my boss. So he's like, okay, no problem. And then literally the next week, I now have to call him. Was it a week or was it like a yeah. day? No. Well, maybe. No, because it was the day after the thing, I think. I don't know. Whatever. The point is, it, it was one of those things where I didn't want to tell him mm-hmm. because I was like, it's not time to let him know anything yet. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, shit, now I have to. Now I've got to tell him the bad mm-hmm. news again yeah it was like you know back I mean? to back it was just like uh and then that made it drag on even more as well you know and again if i don't know anything about pregnancy i definitely don't know anything about miscarriages you know what i'm saying i don't know how to deal with that i not 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 that i'm dealing with it but i mean like i don't know how to how to help you or talk you out of it but i'll talk you out of it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's just talk my body out of this miscarriage. That makes sense. If only. (laughs) No, I mean, like, I I just, this is all, like, just from me and how I was feeling about it. You know what I mean? So I chose to just allow you to to go through it however, Mm -hmm. you know, however it was that you were going to go through it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people are... um, I've talked to, again, multiple people once this became a thing where mm-hmm. they were like, oh, us too. And a lot of people told, and everybody kind of kept saying the same thing, like, don't rush her, don't rush her, don't mm-hmm. rush her. And that's always afraid to be like, I, it's a less of a visceral experience for me than it is for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it would be logical to say that 
I would have maybe a faster time of feeling normal than you would. Well, yeah. And then I didn't want to, at any point, try to tell you to get on my level of it. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, okay, that was, you know, a week ago. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and not, not that that's how I am, but I was just, I wanted to be as supportive as I could have been yeah it's a tricky dance you know you're 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 not sure what to say what to do when to feel like okay like you you were afraid of me spiraling into a deep depression i know that i could feel that Mm -hmm. and i think that that's what you were kind of like being on on alert for of like okay i don't want to rush her i need to let her grieve I'm going to be supportive. I'm going to be there watching over her. But like also when, at what point do I step in and say like, Hey, like get up off the couch or, you know, like when do you intervene and not allow me to go down a deeper hole, you know? And, that, and I think that's a tricky thing for any partner. Um, when your partner is going through something traumatic or is going through depression, it's like, you want to be supportive but how do you give those gentle nudges without being too pushy? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's tricky. And I understand that. And I could see that in you. And I could see that your pain and your grieving was really coming more from seeing me in pain and seeing me hurt and not being able to help me because you're, you're a fix it kind of guy. You, you like to fix situations and, you know, come mm-hmm. to solutions. Um, and there wasn't anything that you could do about it. So. Yeah. And, and I mean, like I said, it, it was only a month from then till now, roughly. Yeah. But it just, it, it, I mean, didn't it feel like forever? Yeah. You know? And that's when you're like, am, am I, am I, like you said, am I rushing it? Am I not? Am I, am yeah. I, am I, you know, a bad person because I'm feeling, you know, like I'm, like I'm going to be okay much sooner than you no you know it's just a lot of stuff that's a very that's a very i think the thing with like the differences between men and women when it comes to pregnancy i mean for the obvious besides the obvious reasons like men just don't have that connection they can't you know until honestly even after the baby is born and it's an infant men don't feel that instant connection until later on You know what I mean? That's just a very common thing. Not all men are the same, but it's a very common thing. It's like they need the baby to start like doing fun things and then they bond with it. You know, like once it starts moving around and I always hear hear fathers (laughs) say like, oh, when it grabbed me, you know, when it grabbed my finger or when this is it does something like that. I've never heard I've never heard some people be like, as soon as it popped out, I was like, hey, it's always like. (laughs) I was like, gross. And then, <laughs> oh my yeah. God. You it's, know, it's a different it's like experience. A very guy thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a different experience. You know, where women, same thing, all women feel differently as well, but more likely than not, we feel more of a bond and connection when the baby's in the womb already because it's growing inside of us. And then it's already this idea of like, we're already taking care of the baby because we have to take do changes and take care of ourselves and eat in certain way. And, and, you know, all that self care that we're doing is for the baby. So it, it's straight off the bat, like that we're already caring for this little human inside of us. So it's just a different bonding experience. And yeah, I don't, I think that that's totally normal. Like, you know, it's, you're just not going to feel what I feel. There's just no way. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, that's how kind of that, all went down for me i i was just mostly like trying to remain as supportive as possible without it coming off as pushy like you said you know what i mean yeah and then it was it was tough it was one of the toughest things that i think especially when people who know us or even our you know listeners and stuff we laugh a lot like we're constantly not necessarily that we're always in a good mood but it it's always we find the humor. There's always much more humor going on in our lives in our house than 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 others that I've been <laughs> at. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry. Like some of y'all are sour, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, have you tried laughing about yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> like we're always making ourselves laugh, and then something tragic happens, 
And it's like, this is not the time for me to try to make you laugh, but it is, but it isn't. And the fact that you yourself are not generating, you know, humor at the time is a, it's a complete like paradigm shift for us, you know? Um, but it was just all of it from, from allowing myself to buy into it. You know what I mean? That this was what we were going to do and getting excited about it to watching it all just like not happen. And then trying to pick up my pieces and help you pick up your pieces and, at the same time, oddly feeling this pressure of the about the fact that we weren't doing sh- episodes, you know what I mean? Like it, and and it, I don't know, playing it cool at work, you know. Not it, it was just it was a it was, it a, was tough a lot situation. Yeah, it was a lot more for you than for me. I mean, I would I would never try to take that man, you know, that like no, but you can't discount what you went through. I mean, it's still. It's still something you went through. You know what I mean? It's still something that we went through together. I mean, that's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And, and and with all that being said, that is another thing that I realized is that one of my fears was minimizing this situation because I feel like in our society, because we're told that it's so common and because it is so common, um, we have a tendency to minimize it. and. I don't know. I just, I just, it's just interesting that nobody talks about it. Nobody is vocal about it. There's, I don't know if necessarily there's a stigma. I just think that it's something that you just accept and move on. And that is what you should do. But burying it, I don't know if that necessarily helps people. It, it doesn't help me. Um, I'm perfectly fine talking about it. And I, and I find that when people, respond and have experienced the same thing it just kind of makes me feel better that i'm not alone and you know i just that's the one thing that i hope that we're able to kind of release that and people are able to talk about it and i know that there's listeners right now who have probably had the same experiences as us and you're not alone you know what i mean you're you we know how you feel We've been there. We've now we now are part of that unfortunate club, and um, it's just a really, really brutal thing to go through. It's just I don't wish it on anyone, honestly. But it happened to us, and we're gonna yeah. keep it moving. And I think that it's probably made us stronger, and made us more resilient, and made us realize that we already knew we were a team, but just kind of solidified that even more for us that like we can kind of get through anything together. So those are the, the upsides of it all. And, and also I will say when it is time for us to get pregnant again, I feel like it'll be more of an exciting, joyous <laughs> initial <laughs> reaction than a, Oh shit. What do we do? Kind what of, are we gonna yeah. Do? Yeah. Because I don't know. I mean, I guess you're just never really ready, but I just, you know, we've dabbled with the idea of, do we even have kids? You know, we've had that conversation, you know, it's just the state of the world is in shambles. Like there's so many reasons right now to not have kids, which is a perfectly okay thing to do as well, if that's what you choose. And we were dabbling with it. Um, But I think for me personally, going through this experience made me realize that I would like to have kids that I would like to try again. And that I can't discount that excitement that I felt once it all came and sank in. And I realized it was happening that I felt really excited and happy about it. And I, and I want to feel that again. So, yeah. So I mean, all this to say that if all all this to say, if the Pope is listening, (laughs) don't get mad at us. We're, we're we're okay with having kids. I don't know if you saw that recently, <laughs> where he was like yelling at people for having dogs, like, treating their dogs as pe- as kids that instead it's of selfish. having kids. Um, That's like the least selfish thing. <laughs> yeah. So d- December was was all around uh, very tough hole. for us. Um, we had that we had that happen, and then the shower. Then later on in the month, there was a, a pipe that burst. 
and we are now around Christmas the shower right before Christmas. So it was just like, okay, right when we were getting into the holiday like season, not season, but like the feelings, and we were like, okay, we have our tree up, everything is up, like we're definitely gonna try to focus on Christmas and family and you know all that, and then boom. That happens, and now we don't have a shower. Yeah. So we have to sh- we're going to shower at my mom's house. I know. Thank God she's close. <laughs> it's like five minutes away, but it's such a major pain in the ass. It's just like, like oh, do you have everything? Okay, let's go shower over there. So we're like, all right, well, okay. We get that, and then right after Christmas, I get COVID. Yep. So it's just like every time we're like, should we do a show? It's been a couple. Like, damn, no, now we don't have a shower. We have to figure this out. We'll have to push it again. We've it's just like, been oh, in it's a... It's just been a... It's just been in, I've personally needed the time away to just be off and not have to just think about what I need to say, any, any of that. I just needed time for myself to grieve, to heal, to not really talk too much to anyone. Like, you know, I've been off the map completely. Like I didn't even post on Instagram for like, since like (laughs) Thanksgiving, like I just, I, I, I needed my time and I definitely dealt with moments of guilt about it, which sucks. Um, You know, thinking like, I just hate the control that social media has on our lives that we clearly give it, but you kind of feel like if you're not engaged and involved in social media, especially in my world, being a makeup artist, that you're forgotten. That all the hard work that you put in, that all the, you know, just, I have so, I have a huge backflow of like pictures of work that I've done mm-hmm. and I still haven't posted. And it's, it almost becomes more and more overwhelming of like, where do I even start? Like, how do I even crank this out? Like it, it just, the more it piles up, the more stressed I get. So it, it's like, I'm already dealing with this other mental health shit of like what I went through and all of that. And then you and I having to quarantine from each other for like 10 days. Like we didn't spend New Year's together. It was just all shitty. And then to feel the guilt of that, it was just like, this is just such an unnecessary pressure that we put on ourselves and it sucks. But what can we do? Yeah, (laughs) It's been a lot. (laughs) So yeah, it has been a lot, but to to switch you know to switch things over to you know like a lighter side of things um as we like to do and that's why you guys come and listen um right. there, with the cry there were some things that that really kind of helped get us through um uh, particularly nadia of you know the there's just the sadness and the melancholy that we were going through and one of those things right off the bat was a suggestion from Dustin, you know, Japanese correspondent, Dustin, <laughs> and uh, so a couple other people. Um, I'm sorry, it's just, I'm blanking on right now because I don't have them written down, but of watching the show Pen15. Mm-hmm. So we finally, I know we've been, we've talked about it on previous shows that we're going to do, we're going to do it. We finally, I was like, you know what? This is probably going to be just as lighthearted as what Nadia would like. And would help her right now. Yeah. And it ended up being <laughs> so much of a better show than even I could have imagined. Right. Um, and it's it's excellent. It's just such a good show. <laughs> it is. It's so good. They nailed it on the head with it because um basically it follows two young adolescents. Like I think they're all like they're they eleven. Thirteen. Oh, they're, they're 11? eleven years old. Yeah. Oh shit. Because it starts in seventh grade. It does. It's all seventh grade, junior high. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the funny thing is that the two main actresses that play these junior high girls are like grown ass, like thirty year old women, thirty four year old women. Yeah. Um, but somehow they pull it off, and you believe, even though you're looking at them and they're way bigger than all the other kids on the show, <laughs> you're just like, yeah, those are junior high kids <laughs> like i'm buying it <laughs> yeah particularly the actress that plays hannah yeah she's like six feet tall or something she is <laughs> but you know what it reminded she reminds me of there were girls that i remember that just developed really quickly and they were like freakishly tall like mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i remember having girls like that in junior high and sixth grade and 
you know, ninth grade that were just like taller than everybody else and like yeah. just looked we more had, grown. We had three girls for sure in yeah. my in my like seventh, eighth grade um like classes. There was and they all played sports. See, yeah. You know what I mean? And they were just they were towering above yeah. us. Yeah. There were some tall guys too. But, yeah. I mean, I've always been a shrimp. <laughs> like I felt like I I felt like I grew in college. <laughs> Like I was just tiny all, oh all up until I got to college. That's I don't know, hilarious. but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's kind of how I was like, well, she's just one of those tall girls that developed quickly. <laughs> uh, and then the other girl is hilarious too. Uh, what, what is her name? Uh, Maya. And it's just it takes place in like two thousand. Is it two thousand or yeah, early two thousand? Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, yeah, and so. You know, we, I graduated in 03, 2003. So I, that's very close to the time that I was in junior high, high school, whatever. So all the references that they have, the mm -hmm. music, the, just everything, the fashion, I just remember it so well. And they just, <laughs> it's spot on. It's so freaking hilarious. Um, and, and just, I, I just, it just killed me. That show is epic. If you guys have not checked it out, please check it out. It's hilarious. Um, and it is definitely kind of more targeted towards females. It's got more of a female perspective. But guys can watch it too. There's tons of humor for guys in there. Um, and Yeah, it really, it, it really is quite uh, it, like inappropriate at times. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? But it's, it's the shit that went on. I would assume let's I mean it's happening to two females, so it's not like the shit that happened with me, but right. I could see those like curiosities, like the the time the first time you go to like a an older kid's house and they're like, yo, just drink this beer yeah, or yeah. this and that or just discovering you know what I'm saying? That like you're getting horny for no reason. Oh or, my god, like, that masturbation episode is <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all of it. Getting your period. She gets her braces off. Like everything you can think of, they just, it's just perfection. They killed it. And what was funny, Nas was telling me that, um, so Drew Barrymore has her own talk show. Mm -hmm. She had those, the girls on, or the girls, <laughs> they're actually <laughs> women, but they came on, uh, the main characters came on her show as guests, but came on as Maya and Hannah as oh, their nice. characters. And Drew dressed up as Josie Grossy from Never Been Kissed. And they did a whole show like that. And I haven't seen it yet. I need to see it. But I can already imagine. Because I love Josie Grossy. <laughs> like, look at her. <laughs> look at the, uh, the braces that they give Drew Barrymore from that. I haven't seen that movie in, it's so good. in forever. It's so, so good. It, what, what was the premise of this what was it called? Never been, Never been kissed. So she's a reporter, like ah, okay. uh, like a uh, like a newspaper reporter or something like that, and mm -hmm. she's never been kissed. Gotcha, gotcha. And they <laughs> sent never? never, and they sent her back to high school undercover. So she's pretending to be a high school student, and she's trying to get her kiss. And ah, okay. she was just like a total loser, like nerd in high school, and she goes back and. You know, she's trying to be cool with the cool kids. And, you know, that's this is kind of that kind of thing. And it's freaking hilarious. I love that movie. <laughs> but that's yeah, so good. That one really was a saving grace for us. Um, I binged the shit out of that show, laughed every episode. Great show. Check it out. I believe it's on Hulu, right? Hulu? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Hulu. Um, so if you're looking for something fun and lighthearted, definitely watch that. Um, what else did we yeah, watch? Because before that, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there was a show that came out. I mean, it was a while ago. Um, I want to say it actually happened in 2000. The show what? came out. It was called Strangers with Candy. No, I and remember that. And it's Amy Sedaris. Okay. Right? <laughs> Already and laughing. She, the premise is that she's, uh, what was her name? Her name was Jerry. Uh, and she was like a junkie, runaway, like prostitute, whatever, who's like 46. Yeah. And she goes back to to high school. <laughs> oh, man. But as a 46-year-old. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Interesting. It, you know what I mean? And she's just like a 
like I said, she's like a drug loser, uh, a drug user, and whatever. She's drug loser. She's a drug loser. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that show, and and I thought that's what Pen Fifteen was going to be like. Uh huh. But no, it was totally different. Oh um, man. But yeah, it's very funny. So, like as always, uh, thanks to Dustin for his incredible yeah. uh, and and <laughs> Maya. Yes, and Maya is half Japanese. Her mom is Japanese, and according to Dustin and Asako, they were like, the Japanese references are spot on. <laughs> so, it's just it's just a really good show. I really liked it. I, I low-key kind of want to watch it all over again. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that there was that. I mean, I watched... We, we've watched so many things during the course of a month. That's all we've been doing is in here binge-watching all mm-hmm. kinds of shows but myself especially when you went into quarantine i watched all kinds of garbage by myself shit that i knew you would never watch. <laughs> like, i binge watched like a lot of reality tv that i stopped watching like i don't really watch reality tv anymore but i watched like i finished selling sunset um i watched paris and love i watched <laughs> coming out colton <laughs> What the hell is coming out, Colton? <laughs> Colton was one of the bachelors. He's a okay. former NFL player. All right. And he, I guess, apparently, I never watched The Bachelor, but apparently he was like, I think he was a virgin on the on the show, like, or he was claiming to be a virgin or something like that. And then the girl that he ended up getting with, they were together, and then she broke up with him or something like that. And he lost his shit and went crazy and like was stalking her. She had to get a restraining order. Like he lost it. Right. In real life. In real life. This is all really happened. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So uh, according to him, it was because he was secretly, he was closeted gay mm-hmm. and he was using the show. He was going so hard with being anti-gay that he was like, okay, I'll be on the bachelor and I'll get with this girl. And he felt like, he actually had a connection with this girl and that she was his last cover, basically. Like, if he lost her, what was he going to do? Like, that, how was he going to cover up that he was gay kind of thing? Uh, okay. So it was more of, like, an act of desperation of covering up his true identity than really, like, being obsessed with her. You know what I mean? It was just, like, he just lost his shit. So after that, he, I don't know... If I believe that this show is just his coming out, like this is when he—I don't think he came out before the show. I think this show is what made people find out that he was gay. Like this is his coming out story. Mm. So it was—it was pretty interesting, actually. I'm not going to lie, and I think that this is a kind of reality show that is good for a culture um, because he's an NFL player, and there's not a lot of NFL players that are out. That are gay, that are you know outwardly gay, because you know damn well there's a lot more in the NFL that are secretly gay. I'm put my money on it, um, <laughs> because it's just not a culture that accepts gay gay people. So they're afraid to be out, and it's really sad. And they show you know what he went through, and they talk to other football players who are openly gay, um, and the backlash that they received, and just. Just the the locker room talk, you know, that they're just not okay with other men being gay Mm -hmm. in the locker room, you know? And so it's just an interesting show. I watched that. I liked it. Um, What else did I watch? Well, I mean, if we want to, if we want to stick to, to that, uh, Colton would probably love the show that we ran into on was it on Paramount Plus called Queen of the Universe? Oh, like <laughs> which <laughs> the best. Oh my god, it's so good, you guys. <laughs> Has anyone out there heard of Queen of the Universe cuz it's over now. It's a it was a competition show produced by um RuPaul. Oh, oh really? Yes. Oh, okay. RuPaul's one of the producers. It is a drag queen competition unlike any other because they actually have to sing and be talented singers and performers where normally in drag culture, they're lip singing 
and they're performing, but everything is lip singing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, so like, you know, if you love drag race, like I do, and so many of us do, it's a very entertaining, great show, but they're not actually singing. And these drag queens are phenomenal singers. Like they're legit, really good singers. So it's just an extra level that you get, you know, from a singing com- <laughs> or drag queen competition. Well, it, the series premiered on, um, oh yeah, on Paramount Plus on December 2nd, but I didn't, I didn't come across it till, I don't know, like a weekend or something like that. Cause I was searching for stuff. We had been watching Pen15 and then we were like taking breaks. Like, let's switch it to something else because we're running out of these shows. And I think you were scrolling through and I was like, what's that? <laughs> it was like one of those. Yeah, it was one of those. And it was just, you know, it said Queen of the Universe and it, it clearly had like drag queens on it. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then I, I turned on and it's hosted by Graham Norton, mm-hmm. right? Who I'm like a huge fan. If anyone doesn't know who Graham Norton is. He is a British talk show host. And he has, I think, the the best celebrity talk show host yeah, format. It is. All the celebrities come out at the same time. Um, they're all sitting on a couch drinking. Mm-hmm. Like it's really good. So I was like, hey, I'll watch whatever Graham Norton's on. Let me check it out. And yeah, it was a singing competition. <laughs> it's so good. It's and the so thing good. is that it was also international. Yes. So there were there were drag queens from from all all bunch of different countries mm-hmm. so i was like okay this is kind of cool too yeah you know, they had one from like think china they had one from india. Brazil, india um canada scotland etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah but i was like i gotta watch i gotta put no i gotta watch this i gotta <laughs> i gotta watch for, this. I, like, I gotta watch this shit <laughs> don't lie don't lie I, like, I gotta make sure nadia watches you know this. he wants to watch it and i'm gonna tell you <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. We're watching it. It's like, okay, you know, this is cool. Like, uh, but then they had uh, one of the drag, king, the drag kings, <laughs> one of the drag queens came out and yodeled. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Shit, I forgot her name. Uh, what was the yodeler's name? Oh, my goodness. I don't Look know. She up. was Canadian, I think. Her name was... I loved her. Alex or... I, I, I'm not sure. Some, Alex. <laughs> what a great name. It was like <laughs> Matante Alex or something like that. I don't know. But the yodeling, I was like, this is well, you the didn't best expect thing it. <laughs> And it just kept getting better and better and better and like blew us away. And the judges are great. Uh, you got Vanessa Williams. You have Trixie Mattel, who's a famous drag queen. You have um, uh, Leona Lewis, who killed and slayed every damn look. Whoever is on her team right now is just her glam. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Um, and of course, Miss Michelle Visage, who always is on point as well. Um, so yeah, the 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 judges were really good judges. They gave really fair, really good critiques. Uh, performances were great. It just it's just a really entertaining, fun show. And I love drag queens. I love drag queen culture. Um, for me, it's like. I look at drag queens and I'm inspired because the way that they perform with such confidence and just charisma and they just go out there and kill it. Like they own the stage and it's like, it's inspiring. You're like, I want to be confident like that. Like, <laughs> I, I want to have that. <laughs> you know, I love it so much. And it's just, they come into character and, it's just all so extra, and I love the extra. So it's just great show. Yeah, very so, entertaining. So Nadia would be like, "Is it back on yet? Is it back on?" I was like, "It's a it's a weekly thing." <laughs> I know we like, have to wait every week. You have to wait. <laughs> it was a rough one. So yeah, what else did we watch? Um. Well, we also, oh, well, wait, we also had our four-year anniversary. Exactly. <laughs> in the midst of all of that, yeah, in the midst of our pain and drag queen watching, uh, we celebrated our four-year anniversary, uh, which is crazy to me because I'm like, four years, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't stand this guy. <laughs> Not even. It's more just like, I can't believe it's only been four years in a very good way. Like, I feel like I've known you for, I mean, I actually have known you for a long time. Right, right, right. Um, 
but it just feels like we've been together a lot long. Like four years doesn't sound that long to me when I hear four years. I'm like, no way. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It's, I mean, it's to me, it's been like super quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, wow. It's flown by. Yeah, it's flown by. Like, I don't. I understand that. I guess it's just a different point of view, right? It's there's both. The, I can that, see that yeah, too. There's that feeling of like, wow, I feel like we've been together forever because of this and that. Which maybe, I, I don't know. Just it depends on how you look at it. But no, I feel you. It is crazy too because it feels like we just got together the other day and it's like, wow, four years already? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a conundrum. It it's it's crazy. Ways. But we did decide that we were going to go out to eat. Um, so this was like December 10th, mm-hmm. right? So we go out and we went to this place called Meet in Paris, which is in like downtown Culver City. City yeah. Um, and it was really good. It was a little French bistro mm-hmm. type situation um, where they specialize in mussels. So I'm like really big into, into shellfish, particularly clams and mussels. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did we have it in? We had mussels in a lobster bisque. Oh, yeah. Forget yeah. about it. Yeah, so you can order the mussels in like all oh different types of sauces like you could pick. And we got the lobster bisque and it was bomb. It was really, really, really good. Even their, <laughs> even the bread they put out, before, you know, to yeah. just be getting was so good. It was like such a delicious baguette with some uh, nice butter. Oh, my God. Yeah, we ate everything. It was delicious. It was a good anniversary. Um, What... <laughs> <laughs> and then you watched while you were in quarantine. What did you say? You watched a bunch of shit you don't even remember. Man, when I when <laughs> okay, so Mike, the let's go through the COVID tale very easily. Uh, I was feeling kind of weird um, because my throat was itchy when I was uh, when I was like vaping, and I was like, okay, something's not right. I'm gonna stop. And then the next day, I still felt weird, and that's when I was like, oh, okay. Let's take a test. Took a test and it basically said you were positive. So uh, that I was positive. So immediately locked myself in the bedroom upstairs and started watching stuff that I knew Nadia wasn't going to give a damn about. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, okay. And I I watched a show called The Wheel of Time, which is on Amazon, Mm -hmm. which everybody is saying, oh, it's, you know, it's the new Game of Thrones and da da da, which it's not. (laughs) Um, it, it, it just which it just, is not it's, it's just not um but i was like i'll give it a shot and i finished it but because those first early covid days were so weird like i was just sleeping uh-huh. i didn't have aches pains chills headaches i didn't have any of that stuff i barely had a fever but i could not stay awake yeah your body so was watched, fighting it. I watched that, and I watched another show, which is also a high fantasy show called The Witcher, which is on Netflix. And again, finished that whole second season, couldn't tell you anything that it's about. <laughs> but I'm sure if you, it, it's going to be like that one Dave Chappelle thing we had talked about months back, where if you talk to me about it, I'll totally be like, oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I know that I, I know that it it's entered subconscious. I know that it entered my brain, <laughs> but I have no idea how to recollect it all. It was just like falling asleep, falling asleep through all that stuff. Um, but actually, b- before we go, we did start some shows that have not ended yet that are really good. And I, I don't know if we had mentioned it, but we started Dexter New Blood. Mm-hmm. So good. Which is the long awaited by I'm not sure who, but I'm glad it's out. <laughs> um, I didn't expect that to even come back. Well, yeah, I I don't know. I, people must have just been. It might it might have just been one of those passion, you know, projects where there's people who are not happy with the way something ends, and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll get together and do something better for mm-hmm. you, or whatever. Um, so the the Dexter show is is really good because it involves his son now because he had a son in the first, you know, series, and. It's really well done. Yeah, it's really good. Like, and it's very self-contained in this small mountain town, where Dexter is living a double life and trying not to be a serial killer, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but guess what, guys? Something happens, and he has to kill somebody. Um, but it's very good. And it's the really other good. show was Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And Yellow Jackets is a Showtime show. Actually, they're both Showtime shows. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, 
Um, but if you guys haven't seen Yellow Jackets, we really, really recommend that. Man, show. watch it. And we can talk further about it next week. Um, one other show that is a, I wouldn't say anticipate. It's kind of like Dexter. It's like, wow, you guys are bringing this back mm-hmm. <laughs> is obviously sex in the city. Um, but it is not sex in the city. No longer. It is now called <laughs> no longer, no longer. <laughs> it is now called. And just like that. So, you know, obviously we're late to the game and talking about it. I watched it as soon as it came out. I was excited because I had all these predictions. You can ask any of my friends. You can ask Omar. I had all of these predictions based off of the first two episodes that are all coming true. And I wanted to share that, but we didn't get to it. (laughs) Right. Well, we didn't do a show. We didn't do a show. But I'm going to tell you right now, I predicted that Charlotte was going to have to deal with her daughter and gender issues. I predicted that Miranda was going to be jumping ship over to Team Lesbian. Um, I predicted... (laughs) (laughs) What else did I predict? I wrote them all down somewhere. Um, What else? Um, You were... uh, What else were you saying? Oh, oh. uh, It was just like, yeah, we're going to see Carrie's new dating life, obviously, because we all know Big is gone. Um, They're all just going through things that are more current. I think that they're doing a really good job, the best job that they can to diversify the cast, to just bring new storylines that are more relevant to the times now. And of course, there's this generational gap that's happening because the ladies are older. They're like in their 50s. So still, <laughs> still, <laughs> isn't that what they were in the first? Stop. All right, sorry. I hate you. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of people who didn't really like the fact that, for example, Miranda, I'll, I'll make this as quick as possible because I just want to say this. No, I'm I'm enthralled. <laughs> so Miranda, wow. the redhead, the attorney, right? She's always been, for lack of a better word, pretty woke, right? She's always been kind of on, on the cutting edge and more progressive. And um, in this new show, and just like that, she has an interaction with her professor. She's going back to school. She's going mm-hmm. back to college to, I think I want to say, do civil rights law or something like that. So that's all on brand with Miranda, right? She quits her job in, 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 um, she's an attorney for corporate attorney or whatever. She quits all that, leaves that behind. She wants to make a difference. She has an interaction with her professor who is black and has braids. She makes a comment about her hair that is not received well, is very awkward. Everyone is looking at her and she's jumbling her words and it's just only getting worse because she's realizing what she's saying and it's not coming across right. And everyone goes, I didn't like that because Miranda's not like that. Miranda's always been the progressive one, and now you're turning her into a Karen, right? Right. I didn't take it that way. I don't think Miranda's being a Karen. I think Karens are more actively ignorant, more actively racist, mm-hmm. and aggressive about it. I think Miranda is a woman who, of her age who is trying to figure out how to say things the right way and mm-hmm. because she's from a different era. So no matter how woke you think you are, there's still going to be ways that like, even though that's not what she means, it's coming off wrong because of how she was raised and her, the generation she came from and what she was surrounded by. And so she doesn't want to be that person. She's actively trying not to be that person. So that's not a Karen to me. You know what I mean? Like she's trying to be progressive. It's, She's getting it all fucked up, but she's trying. And I think there is a progression that happens where the professor kind of sees that. And she's like, oh, you're old school. You know what I mean? Like, I got you. I get where you're coming from. And they're starting to build this relationship where I think that she's going to kind of help her figure it out and how to not look like she's a Karen. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So that was my take on Miranda, which is great because that makes sense. That makes sense of how things would be for a woman her age in this climate. And she's going back to college with all these kids that are like teenagers, you know, they're like 19, 20, 21 years old who have a completely different perspective on life. And they're like looking at her, like, you know, use the right pronouns, lady. Like, don't you know, you know, kind of thing. It was like, uh, like 22 jump street. (laughs) 
<laughs> or no, it was Twenty One <laughs> Jump Street. I don't remember because they made two of those movies, right? Yeah. But the yeah, it was the first one where Channing Tatum is like the jock, and now everybody hates him because he's not exactly, exactly <laughs> different times. Time. Times, times change. have changed, <laughs> and also I figured it was funny because. There is another character, a new character, Che Diaz, who plays, um, I can't remember her real name in real life. She's non-binary and she plays uh, Carrie's like podcast co-host, right? Right. So she has some sort of altercation with Miranda at the funeral, Big's funeral, where Miranda chews her out for giving her son weed. And mm. they have this altercation. And then afterwards she finds out she doesn't know it's Carrie that she knows Carrie. She, Carrie introduces her to her and it's very awkward and they're kind of like, okay. So what I felt right off the bat was like, oh, they're going to turn Miranda. Miranda's going to start questioning her sexuality because of two reasons. She's not happy with Steve anymore. Like that shit's run, mm-hmm. you know, it's shit. And it, it, it like Miranda in real life, she is a lesbian. She's in a lesbian relationship. So I was like, I bet you there she's going to dabble and bring that into it. And sure enough, as we already know, because we're there, um, you know, I'm already spitting out the obvious, but I'm like, I told you so. <laughs> I was just proud of all my predictions. Remember, I was telling everyone at your Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, we're at, we're at a corporate Christmas party and Nadia is going around to everyone. <laughs> Like, have you seen Sex and Sex? I was not. Here's what's gonna happen. I was not going around to everyone. You uh, were like, "Oh, these people like to watch Sex in the City," no, and yeah. I was like, "Okay, listen, want to hear my predictions?" Yeah, it, it literally. No, that's to be honest. That's how it happened. One of my coworkers had said that she was late to the party. Yeah, she's like, oh, "I just, I just got here because I was, I had to finish Sex know, in the City, the Sex in the City." Well, uh, and just like I that. guess, however many episodes were out, maybe just one at two. the time. It or was two. two. So I was like, oh, you want to talk to somebody? Yeah, talk to Nadia. Yeah. And Nadia just went And then off. I spilled all my, I was so drunk too. I spilled all my predictions on her. Yeah. Um, you were talking about uh, Sarah Ramirez. Yes, Sarah Ramirez. Sarah Ramirez, who yeah. uh, is now on the show and is, like you said, herself. Or See, this is the thing with pronouns because Sarah Ramirez uses they, them. Right. I think she also uses she too. I think she said she, they, them. No, well, I think. See, well, the point is that Nadia uh, was all about this show, and we don't want to step on anyone's pronouns. So I hope we didn't ruin that. But anyway, acknowledge and move on is yeah. my new way of moving that. Oh, one other prediction that they have not—it has not happened yet. At least I have one more episode to watch, so I don't know if it's if it has happened yet. But Brady, which is Miranda's son, Miranda Steve's son, they have him fucking his girlfriend like a wild rabbit all over like every episode they're like banging right like it's like very prominent in each episode she looks like she's like latina or something like filipino or something like that i think that her parents are gonna have a problem with miranda and steve because they're just fucking about at their house so i think that that's going to be another topic and another issue that they're going to have to deal with because there's no way no latin family like that just doesn't happen no you're not you're not screwing your boyfriend at my house (laughs) (laughs) you leave that door open we're like miranda and steve they're just like oh yeah look at them they're just always screwing like they're totally accepting of it you know and they're like (laughs) I don't know. It's a cultural difference. (laughs) Well, I'm not watching the show either way. Um, (laughs) So I hope it goes the way that you want it to go. Um, So come to me for your sex in the city. Right. So if you have any sex in the city, (laughs) (laughs) hit up Nadia. Um, Yes. I was very proud of that. Well, it's about that time that we go ahead and wind this episode down because uh, it's been about an hour. I think that's about as much as uh, you guys want to listen. Um, Don't worry. We have a lot more shit to talk about next. We do. We do. We'll be putting out another one ASAP. (laughs) (laughs) 
but just kind of wrap it up. We we really want to thank uh, everybody who listens and everybody who um, was sending us very supportive messages while we were um, dealing with everything that we already talked about. Uh, thank you so much. Your support means a whole lot. As always, I am your host, Omar. You can find me on Instagram at O-M-R-V-L-Z. You can find us at We Everywhere Baby Podcast. You can find Nadia at... At Nadia Moham Official. Um, and don't forget, guys, we still have those promo codes going. They are up and strong. We have Nadia Moham Official promo code for Wild Grain. And that is $10 off of your first box of Wild Grain, which is really yummy, delicious, organic, fresh-made breads, um, pastas and pastries. Delicious, guys. You don't want to miss out on that. Definitely give it a try. Um, and, of course, we have Nug Club, uh, which we've been subscribing to. It was a monthly or or you could do every other month subscription box of all kinds of cannabis goodies. And that is promo code WeEverywhereBaby20 for $20 off your first box. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we are officially back in action. If there are any other shows you guys want us to check out and review, please let us know. Any restaurants you guys want us to check out and review, please let us know. Um, Yeah, we are back in action. Bye, everybody. We everywhere, baby.